Today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Uh, Hamilton Police Services Board has met and they have decided they want to spend at least half a million dollars on an independent review of the pride violence that occurred in June. And I would imagine it's also going to include the subsequent uh, events that were going on at Hamilton City Hall in the forecourt and a few other places around town too. Money well spent? Well, let's talk about that. John Best, the publisher of the Bay Observer, is our guest as he joins us here on the Bill Kelly Show. Morning, John. How are you doing today? Just fine, Bill. Thanks. Uh, are you surprised by the announcement by the, by the Police Services Board to do this? Uh, only uh, in the sense that I think they could have, they should have done it sooner. I, you know, we've had two. It's been what June, so we're now into the middle of October. Seems to me that. Uh, this this uh, inquiry should have got started a long time ago because what we're what we've been seeing uh, for the last really four months in the media are two widely divergent views of what actually happened and uh, the sooner we get it sorted out the better. I'm not sure that a, an inquiry that comes down with results basically a year after the event is is timely, but. Uh, Better late than never, I guess. But that's the theme I got from a number of people that responded uh, uh, to me uh, by email uh, over the last couple of hours since they heard this story. Is what took them so long? Uh, it's not as if they, you know, they didn't know about this. It's not as if there hasn't been a great deal of controversy about this. Uh, and as you mentioned, I mean, this was June, and now here we are, at, you know, just about at the end of October, and these guys decide to move on something. Uh, I don't know that this is going to satisfy anybody. I don't even know what they're going to be able to find now. I mean, the longer you you have a distance of, of time or space between the event itself and the beginning of an investigation, uh, how how accurate is this going to be and how effective is it going to be? Well, we'll, we'll see, but you're right. Um, you know, memories fade fairly quickly. Uh, there's there's a fair amount of telephone video around, but you never know, is it, is it selective? Um, you know, it's, it's a big park, uh, so uh, a video that maybe is only showing activity in one corner of the park uh, may not be representative of, of what went on uh, throughout the park. So it, it's going to be tough, uh, yet they need to do it. There's no, there's no way that you could say, well, we just won't bother because we don't think we're going to get a definitive result. Sometimes you have to go through the exercise, and, and maybe the one thing that will come out of it is that people will get to air their grievances, and, and that may be the more benefit than uh, uh, whether we get a definitive uh, result or not. Where do you see this thing going? And I know this the announcement was just made yesterday. We don't even know who's going to be doing this, I guess, but it is going to be a rather costly endeavor. Uh, I guess the question a lot of people are going to be asking here right now is, is uh, are they going to step on toes? I mean, are they going to get to the bottom of this? Or is this just going to be one of these, you know, typical reports? Well, you know, the, both sides were wrong or whatever, and there was errors on both sides. It's, I don't know where they're going to go on this, but I, I'm, I'm apprehensive as to whether or not this is going to do any good at all. Well, it, I, I think you're right. It, it's, uh, I, you know, we're, we're really dealing with a, a two polarized views of, uh, of what happened. Uh, we do know this. Uh, there, there probably would have been no violence um, had, the, uh, had the, per- the picnic, uh, the event, had it not been invaded by um, th- this group that uh, were anti-gay. If they hadn't arrived at the park, uh, there would have been no violence. On the other hand, uh, it really appears that uh, we've talked about the pink-clad uh, uh, masked people. 
they were there. Uh, that was not spontaneous. So clearly they were there anticipating something. And uh, so one of the key questions, I think, will be, were the police aware that there was a very likelihood of uh, there was going to be a real good chance that there was going to be some kind of a clash? Um, you know, they they claim that they, they uh, deployed officers in the vicinity of the event, uh, ready to go if anything broke out. But I think that's really the crux of the of the debate. Uh, there's, you know, it's the the allegation is, of course, that the police have their nose out of joint because they have been asked not to come to the event, not to set up a recruiting tent, and that they deliberately dragged their feet when the violence broke out. So that's that's really the the crux of uh, what what needs to be determined. And anything other than answering that question will probably not satisfy anybody. There's an awful lot of misinformation, as you say, and we're getting one perspective and then somebody else with a, another perspective that seems to counter that. Uh, and, and one of the things that's always been nagging me is I, I talked to Cameron Croce, of course, uh, who was involved in that. He was there that day. And, and of course, he's been very outspoken about the, what's gone on since then as well. And and he told me that the day before the event uh, that he had a long conversation with somebody from the Hamilton police about where they were going to do with this thing and what was going to happen, what time they were going to be there. And they didn't just say Gage Park. He told them exactly which part of Gage Park it is. And then we had a response from the police after the whole thing happened that said, well, it's a big park. You know, it took us a while to find the place at where they were going to be. So there's, I, I, I don't know. There's got to be a record of that conversation someplace if it was a telephone call. Well, hopefully there will be. And, and you know, those are the kind of questions that, that have to be answered. Um, I did think as well that uh, the chief uh, could have chosen his words a little better in the, in the story where he, the, the way he portrayed the decision to have the inquiry was it was a police board decision. He, he really wanted, seemed to want to distance himself uh, from any part of the decision-making to hold the inquiry. Now, I think I understand why he's doing that. He's under pressure to not throw his uh, officers under the bus, and, and so he, I think the message he was trying to send out was, uh, look, this is part. Of, this is within the purview of the police board. They've made the decision, and I'm going to go along with it. But I, I think, of, you know, with this other narrative going on, that that he's been insensitive uh, on on this issue right from the get go. Uh, he could have found, uh, you know, something a, a little more open to the idea of of, of being fully cooperative, and uh, you know, I'm 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 welcoming an opportunity to clear the air or something. That you know, it just made it look like uh, he had absolutely nothing to do with the decision, and and clearly it was a, pl- a board decision. But um, you would expect him to play a little more active role, or at least portray himself as being a little more involved. John, why is it taking the board so long to respond to this? And and I'm I'm talking about even reaction, not necessarily a policy such as what they've decided to do here. But aside from from Mayor Eisenberger, who of course is the chair of the Police Services Board. Uh, I don't know that the community's heard from anybody on the police services board to any great extent about this issue and, and the concerns that have been raised, which were immediate after that, yet there was nothing but silence. I think what you're looking at is the, is the culture of these various boards, uh, the police board being the most, uh, probably the best example. There, there's kind of a culture of um, when you get on these boards that, that your job is not to represent the public interest, uh, you very quickly, um, the job becomes 
at least in the minds of the members, that you're somehow an enabler of whatever the police want to do. You're you're kind of an echo chamber, kind of a cheerleading group, and um, there, you know, so there's very little in the way of what we would normally think of as board oversight. Uh, it's mostly more of an enabling role, and and it's not just with the police board. You, you know, I mean, we've seen it with Waterfront Trust, and we've seen it with any number of of these uh, arm, so-called arm arms length boards. There, there's kind of a culture. Uh, it's a board governance issue, and uh, whereas uh, you know, experts on board governance like Faye Booker will tell you that boards should be vigilant. They, you know, they should challenge management from time to time. Um, the the reality is that even at the corporate level, boards tend to be uh, very passive, and and I, I think that's probably why this this one was so slow to get off the mark. Well, I think it's added to the frustration and, frankly, the anger in, in, from some members of the community because of that silence and, and that inaction over such a, a long period of time. And I'm not suggesting for a second that we wanted to see somebody, you know, vilifying the, the police, and say, you know, but, but at least asking some of the questions that we have been asking for the last little while uh, on a public forum to say, hey, we need to find out just what happened, who said what, and why this occurred in the first place. And uh, as you mentioned, here it is October, and they're just getting around to doing it now. Yeah, it's uh, I, you know, I'm I'm not optimistic that we're going to get, uh, you know, if if the name of the game is is healing uh, in the community, I I think that's going to be uh, that's that's going to be too much to expect uh, from this exercise. But it'll certainly it will provide. Now, the other question is, how is this? Uh, um, inquiry going to be conducted? Is it all going to be behind closed doors, or is there going to be a forum where people come in and and openly um, uh, give testimony or whatever? I I don't know. I'm I'm sort of of two minds on that. I mean, uh, it would be good if the public could see the process unfold. On the other hand, there may be a large number of people who are not comfortable presenting themselves, uh, you know, in a public forum to talk about it, but. It's going to be um, it's going to be a real Solomon challenge for whoever gets the job of um, of trying to sort this out, and uh, you know, good luck. I guess is the best thing I could say. Well, and I want to hear from I want to hear from police services on this too about you know the decisions that were made, the policies that are in place, uh, and and you know the subsequent uh, action or some would consider non-action, I guess, by police services with some of the other concerns that have been raised in this. I mean, this is. This is a this is a big topic, and there's an awful lot going on here. And uh, now that they finally decided to do this, and I'm not quite ready to jump on board and say, "Well, better late than never." I, I'm still concerned about the timing on this. But uh, there's a huge responsibility here. I, as, I I think you're right. There's no way that whatever they're going to do over the next couple of months uh, is going to you know bring closure to this whole situation. But there's got to be, a, I think, a, a concerted effort here to bring out the truth about what happened. Uh, no matter how much it hurts certain individuals, and simply say that you know, let's lay this thing bare and and let's talk about what's going on and how we can fix things. There's been a lot of damage done, uh, you know. As as we now look back over the last three or four months, there's there's certainly no question there's been uh, significant damage done to the image of the Hamilton Police Services. Um, certainly, it's not just within the. Uh, you know the gay community. Um, uh, you know they're the at this point uh, the aggrieved party. But I, I think you know sort of most liberal-minded people looking at the situation would say that the police have have really got a black eye on this, and uh, 
and yet we see them, you know, we, we have to remember that it's the same police services board that we're seeing acting with, with such sensitivity around this terrible murder that took place at, uh, at Winston Churchill. And, you know, that's the same police that are they're providing those kind of services on a daily basis, uh, comforting people and, and protecting people. So, you know, uh, this monolithic idea about uh, about the police, I think, uh, you know, it doesn't really wash either. What about the timing of the, well, we talk about the timing, but the time that is, uh, well, supposedly taken uh, for this thing. Uh, one of the board members uh, suggested that uh, they're going to have this report uh, in time for the next Pride rally, which is next June. I mean, that's, that's what, seven, eight months from now? Uh, is it really going to take that long to get to the bottom of this? Well, uh it's hard to say because we don't know what the terms of reference are, and and I think there's a um, uh, there's a, a desire to not be overly prescribing of what the terms of reference are because then that will seem like uh, we're stacking the deck. So I I would guess that the idea of having a report back uh, before next June is is kind of the the outer limit. Um, I I don't think it should take that long, uh, really, but. Uh, you know the other problem is that that you know if they're if they're calling for witnesses to give some kind of testimony or statements, um, who's going to come forward? Um, it's likely people that have a real stake in the issue. So you're you're going to get people with the more extreme uh, views in some cases um, uh, are going to be involved, and then there's going to be you know you got to remember that was a there was a lot of people attended that event. Most yeah. of them were just there to have a good time. So, you know, it'd be interesting to hear from people that weren't directly involved in the violence as well and get their perspective on, on what unfolded that day. Are there going to be recommendations out of this, do you think? I mean, is this just going to be a presentation of the facts as they see them or, or as they have ascertained, or are they going to recommend action or, or uh, to, to some degree to, uh, to try to assuage some of the concerns here? Well, uh, I don't know uh, is the real answer. Um, I mean, clearly there's some fence-mending needed uh, in our community. Um, and, and I don't know with the current players uh, in some ways on both sides. I'm not sure that's possible. I think the narrative is is becoming set in stone. And, um, you know, I, I think uh, at the end of the day, it's probably going to take a fresh set of eyes uh, to to kind of get through this uh, this issue, but right now there's a there's a very solid perception that um, this police services uh, is insensitive when it comes to uh, LBGQ community, and uh, you know something's got to be done uh, to you know to very visibly demonstrate that that's not the case. Not sure it's possible within this uh, exercise. We'll find out, I guess, as this rolls out. Uh, John, as always, thanks so much for this today. My pleasure, Bill. John Best from the Bay Observer. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.